afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and Beats. Frank, you had a show last night. You did. Did I? Yes. And on the show, you talked about the Texas situation. Yeah. We're going to talk about that today because um, I actually, I know this is going to sound, it's not what we usually do when me and you are together, but Real America's Voice came out uh, yesterday with a six minute long explainer on this, that if people aren't paying attention and like only listen to the podcast, which happens a lot, I get emails all the time. This is just a great succinct explainer about what's going on with the whole situation. So I figured if you were amenable to it, I would play this. Yeah, go for it. And then we'll talk about. We'll talk about it in detail because I never thought I'd say this, but I really feel like I feel like a lot of these states are using this as a PR opportunity, at least some of them, because it's popular, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, nothing would lend uh, itself to that thinking than than uh, what's his name from Georgia? Kemp. You know, you see people. What's his name? Uh, uh, Kemp from Georgia. You know, it, it, can you find a bigger weasel than that? It's just uh, so I'm all right. I, it, it's cool to see a coalition or some kind of solidarity among among Republican governors. You would love it to just be American governors. Yeah, well, I... that would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice topic. to see to see one state with a shade a little bit off color from the red, a little bit darker. It, it, it's it's just ridiculous. But uh, remember, there's four states on that southern border and there's four states and only one of them has a semi-sane thought on what they should be doing right now in the top of the ninth inning with how however many tens of millions have already come over you know it would be great if the other four states just joined with texas i wouldn't even care about the other 25 well yeah like we'll, we'll get into all of uh the details too because it's important what's going this is i never thought i'd say that I never thought if there was going to be a quote civil war, which I don't think we'll get there, but you never know these days, that it would be because states stood up. I thought the people would stand up and then the states would be forced to respond. And that doesn't, it seems to be the opposite right now, which is well, the, encouraging the, to me. <laughs> it's actually- yeah, the, the, the states are supposed to be the equivalent of the people, you know, the the, the sovereign individual states. Supposedly. That's supposed it's, that's what it's supposed to be, and I, and I I really laid out all my thoughts on on the Civil War thing yesterday on on Twitter. I I rarely write anything longer than a, a sentence or two, but I wrote it out there and then I incorporated it into the show last night. If you want to read that, I will. So, okay, I will. Let's get our summary out there for everyone in case you're you know you're just a podcast person or you're not like watching the news because you don't want to deal with this bull. Here we go. Policies from the Biden administration, lawsuits flying back and forth, and a narrow Supreme Court decision earlier this week have brought America as close to a constitutional crisis as I have seen in my lifetime. With unprecedented numbers of illegals flooding into the country after Joe Biden dismantled our border security with more than 90 executive orders, the nation and the American people have reached a breaking point. So along the way, Arizona and Texas tried to stem the flow, which is officially more than 8 million illegals over the border just since Joe Biden took office. The actual number could easily be double that. When Arizona put up steel shipping containers to slow the flow of illegals, the Biden administration sued and forced them to be removed. 
the election of a left-wing governor there in 2022 meant Arizona would keep the floodgates open going forward. But in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott was not going to take the ongoing flood of illegals lying down. He intended to fight alongside his firebrand attorney general, Ken Paxton. They kept working to shut the border down and protect the Lone Star State from further devastation. Governor Abbott began shipping illegals by the bus load and the plane load to dark blue cities like New York and Chicago. They quickly began howling and screaming that the Texas governor was playing political games when in fact, he was just sharing the wealth of millions of people in the country illegally with no job, no house, no food and no prospects with the very people who claimed they wanted them here when they declared their cities to be sanctuary cities. As 2021 moved into 2022 and the numbers of those crossing illegal continued to climb, people began to take notice. But the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, was more than happy to sit in front of Congress and lie time and time again about the border being secure. That's what he kept saying when it wasn't true. So Texas began to build some wall sections in some areas, but that was, that was shut down too, and more recently. They placed giant rubber balls and razor wire barriers in the middle of the Rio Grande River in an attempt to slow the invasion and stop what had obviously become far worse and had grown far beyond a problem for Texas into a national security crisis. And once again, the Biden administration stepped up and defended its open border policies in court and had those barriers removed. And during the entire year of 2023, new records for encounters with illegals were set daily, monthly, and eventually an annual record of illegals coming into America was set, unchecked, unvetted, and unleashed on our nation, unleashed on all of us. Here's the scorecard. Almost 2 million in 2021, 2.8 million in 22, and 3.2 million last year for a total of 8 million illegals. And those, again, are just the official numbers from the Biden administration. The real number likely twice that. Twice that since Donald Trump left office, the border has become a complete disaster. So in September, Governor Abbott declared an invasion under Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. That clearly states that the federal government, quote, shall protect each state from invasion. Despite this obvious clarity, the feds didn't care and kept stopping the efforts from the governor at every turn. And then a couple of weeks ago, the Texas National Guard seized a park in Eagle Pass, Texas, kicked out all the federal agents. The Biden administration was outraged and took the matter straight to the Supreme Court. In an unbelievable ruling, the high court sided with Joe Biden and his reckless, destructive, open border policies 5-4. But if you thought that would be the end of it, well, you were wrong. Not only has Texas refused to leave the park, they've sent National Guard reinforcements and put up more barriers along the disputed two-and-a-half-mile stretch of the Rio Grande with the Mexican border. Listen, this is just two-and-a-half miles. The border itself is more than 1,200 miles long, the Texas border with Mexico. Which brings us to this constitutional crisis. The Supreme Court has ruled and ruled in favor of the administration and Texas, its governor and its attorney general. Well, they don't seem to care. Instead of backing off and allowing the invasion to continue full speed in Eagle Pass, they're standing their ground. And yesterday, Governor Abbott released a new statement accusing the United States of violating the Constitution and breaking the compact between the federal government and the states. Folks, this is serious. I cannot tell you in strong enough terms, this is serious and you need to really pay attention to what's going on down there. Abbott wrote in part, 
The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting the states, including immigration laws on the books right now. Governor Abbott further outlined that President Biden has violated his oath to execute immigration laws. He's instructing his agencies to violate federal law, wasting taxpayer dollars to destroy the right of the state to remain protected from an illegal invasion, and much more. And not only does Governor Abbott cite the U.S. Constitution and its guarantees against invasion, but he also cites the Texas Constitution and the authority given to protect itself, which, of course, they should have. So far, he's not moving. But how long can the governor stand? And what will Joe Biden and his administration do? Those are the outstanding questions. What happens next? Well, we have some answers there because the federal government basically came back last night and threatened Governor Abbott that if he doesn't stop, there will be consequences of some kind. What those consequences are, I have no idea. What I said to sum it up, and I'm going to read your statement because it's absolutely true and I agree with it 100%. What I said to sum it up is that the federal government is basically threatening Texas and the coalition states who have joined that they will continue breaking the law. And if anybody tries to stop them, there will be problems. That's it in a nutshell. I, I, you, you, I, I've been telling you for years, but especially on like a Monday or a Wednesday when you're doing when you're doing headlines or interviews, you, you've got to get Chris Ann Hall on because that what, what right there, what he laid out, we have been getting. We have been getting the all the all the liner notes, all the details, and all the backstory on every the article for everything for for years now. Um, the, we we know the 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 federal and the state side of what border and national security is all about, and um, and and who has who has true supremacy over over the issue. And there is no federal supremacy over the issue, especially if they abdicate defending the border there's no there's no uh there's no mandate for them to process invaders mm -hmm. at the border they need to repel the invasion one thing i said in the pre-show is that i and i agree with you like while sending these people to sanctuary states and i have a clip of uh, eric adams in a second is is a pr stunt to prove what a nonsense nightmare this is they should be sending them back that's what they should be doing. And you've said that the entire time. Here's what you wrote on X. Texas and three other border states, mind you, have a legal and moral responsibility to repel, not process, the invasion if the human traffickers in D.C. won't. And whereas there are plenty of ways this standoff can lead to escalation of force, don't expect this to amount to anything bigger until states begin rejecting money to and from D.C., the states don't have the political financial autonomy to be meaningfully sovereign otherwise. When that happens, we'd all get a 21st century real-time lesson about what the Civil War was really about, complete with the predictable splits in public sentiment, so split that most people would fail to learn any valuable lessons. Because whereas Lincoln invaded, invaded to... It, it invaded the South, too. Oh, the South. OK. When whereas Lincoln invaded the South to prevent the southern states from peacefully seceding, regardless if slavery was a stated purpose or not, we 150 plus years later would find ourselves in a position to witness similar action against states who would merely be taking measures to restore proper political distance from D.C., in other words, it wouldn't even take a formal secession movement to trigger a militant response from the feds at this point. That is how toxic and out of bounds in virtually all matters Washington, D.C. is. 
The attacks would be replete with 21st century psychological warfare tactics, false flags, sabotage, provocatoring of all kinds. Ken Burns would be commissioned by the CIA to produce the Civil War II for PBS by this Christmas. That's how we'll know we're getting somewhere meaningful. And I agree 100% because, as we've talked about a gazillion times, states like South Carolina, who is on the list of, of supportive states, is still taking millions and millions, if God knows how much money, from the federal government in the form of entitlement for any number of programs and does not have the revenue, if that's a good word, to support itself right now. It, you know, it, 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 you'd be surprised. Here's the other thing. You'd be surprised about that. And I've, I've got to get him back on the show just to be able to recap the talks that we had back in like 2000. 14 or 15 or whatever the hell it was, Larry Sharp, he was the libertarian candidate for governor here in New York. The guy had such an, I had a, such a great time with him. And you can say that a lot of his ideas were pie in the sky, but at least hell, he was innovating. Mm -hmm. And he, he would have, he probably wouldn't have had the political uh, coalition to be able to make it happen. But uh, the numbers checked out. He thought his plans coming into New York as a, as a governor, what he wanted to do was, he was going to revamp the way that we did education, where, you know, especially in high school, you get to age 16, that sophomore year ends, and then you have an opportunity at that point. He wanted to reduce high school by two years by giving people an opportunity at 16 to go slip into a trade, to go slip into this and that. You know, there was, there was things that he was doing that, that, that revolutionized and really customized education and reduce the cost so that it could all be worked on with in-state money. And he said he wanted to then reject the federal education grants that were coming in because he didn't want to be beholden to DC on any decisions that he was going to make like mayor, you know, and that's a governor. Yeah. That's a, that's a governor. Think about, and then I, I pointed it out last night again in the second half, think about December of 2020 when we had Bill de Blasio in New York city, he was asked a very basic budgetary question about New York going into 2021, and he said he couldn't answer that until the Georgia runoff uh, elections were, were completed because, of course, the, co the, the, the composition of the United States Senate was going to determine what kind of money was going to be allotted to him as a mooch American mayor. So so it's not even that South Carolina probably you know can't be autonomous that they couldn't find an in you know an in-state way of providing you know good you know uh, medical care for its citizens or anything like that it's just that 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 responsibility has been completely taken away from all 50 states for so long well that's why I said it was propaganda when South Carolina was trying to sue the federal government to, uh, over the vaccine mandate because they ended up losing because they take s federal money and they refused to cut that that freaking you know wire that tether and and yeah. that's what that's what the excuse they used was over and over. So they can talk a big game if they want to. Here's here's Eric Adams. <laughs> I'm gonna get us through this, but you need to know what they dropped in my 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 lap. Same thing they did to David Dinkins. <laughs> and check this out. He he. Look at the cities. He's saying that it's a racist thing. Oh, mm -hmm. right. Right, yeah. That the governors are all choosing mayors of cities that are African-American or brown 
to do this to. When in actuality, the reason why this is happening and it just so happens that those mayors are brown is because they're all Democrats who are stupid and (laughs) and that's the policies that they embrace. No no originality whatsoever. Can't wait. It's been going on for that this The mayor of, of Chicago is in is in a psych ward basically right now. I heard he's got a lot of stress. A lot of stress. It's it's really stressful to be the mayor of a city like Chicago with all those here. Character from Texas is sending the character the migrants and asylum seekers from. Look at the cities. Chicago. In, I'm sorry. Is the is New York City not a declared sanctuary city? Uh, are you are have you not? De- did you do anything to remove that designation? Because if not, then what are we talking about? What are we talking about? You're you're upset that that they're doing uh, what you asked for. God, it's so stupid. Um, and then I want to get into the whole Supreme Court thing because it was used as such a, a political firebrand, and nobody understands what actually happened, and so it just got politicized and run with because nobody understands what the Supreme Court actually did. Like when 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 they were saying like, oh, the Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration. That's really not actually what happened. They ruled on a temporary injunction and all they said was let the case continue. If they want to take down the wire, they can. They never said Texas can't put up the wire. They just said if the federal government wants to take it down in the interim, we're going to side against the judge that ruled on the injunction. That's not, and there were reasons for it that they had. And the problem with that is you want a Supreme Court that is still sort of following some kind of framework, some kind of framework, but the leftists on the Supreme Court weren't doing it because of the framework. They were doing it because they want unfettered illegal immigration into the country. And Amy Coney Barrett was doing it because of what she feels is the framework. And it it's a big mess. Like, ugh. Who's there? Black mayor? Los Angeles? Who's there? Black mayor? Houston? Oh who's there? Yeah. Black mayor? Black mayor? Washington? Black mayor? Who's there? Black mayor? New yeah, York? Black mayor? Who's there? Black hey, how mayor? How about this? How about, how about you, you learn how to pronounce your R's, number one? That's number one. Number two, why don't you, uh, why don't you go back just 20 years when a black mayor would know who is impacted first that 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 poor black and white communities were would be impacted first and foremost by what what is illegal immigration the people who are showing up the uh the the, the schools that are are commandeered and closed down the resources that are closed down everything everything this is why at one point black democrats were hawks on the southern border because they knew what illegal immigration uh, meant to them. What's crazy to me is that he he's out of other solutions, so now he's pivoting to racism. Like yeah. it's pathetic, pathetic. It, he's a, well, he's a pathetically dumb person. He's a gangster. <laughs> you see the hustle, <laughs> and then the they hustle? went away. Oh, he, he's ru- said, he's well, right you- back. He's community organizing right now. Yes. Yes. That's what he's doing. And it's all just, the white, rousing. all the white people with their masks on, sitting up behind him. God, yeah. we're so lost. He's, well, he's, he's rabble rousing right now because that's all he's got. Here's the list of Republican states that have signed a letter pledging their support to Texas. Some of them have sent troops and supplies and National Guard and stuff already. Florida, I think. Um, hey, you know what, Tracy? Again, again, to your point. 
the the fact that he chose the race card instead of simply putting them onto buses and getting them the hell out mm -hmm. I, I i went and i looked into that they they were they were shipping people first class on on airplanes wherever they wanted to go all over the world i was looking at that you know how much that that costs a bus ticket to go to mexico city from new york i was looking at it on average five hundred dollars is is it money that has to be spent yeah is it cheaper than giving people three meals a day kicking for them out of out of school kicking your actual citizens out of school yeah, yeah. So, and, so he compl he complains about about being a black a black man with responsibilities uh but he also doesn't do the most easy thing because he's also bound by those politics he's well look what happened to him when he tried to go to dc to get some solutions to the problem from the administration they started investigating him and all of his staff Threw some charges on some folks, didn't they? All of a sudden, well, he changes tune real quick. Unbelievable. Get in line. Stay in line. And now, you know, we're not talking about the fact that there was that one video. I played it earlier in the week of, of a citizen journalist that was at the border, questioned someone who they were, and they said, oh, you'll know who I am real soon. And it turned out to be this terrorist dude that was in jail for, like, the leader of some terrorist group. I'm just saying they're all over the damn place now. Millions and millions of these, a lot of them military aged men, a bunch of Chinese, like we have no effing clue what's going on in our country right now. And all it's going to take is one person to say, okay, it's time to go. And then who knows what they're doing or planning. They're all over the place here. Yeah. So and if, if you look at anybody that has, has uh, set up shop inside one of these cities near these, these centers that they're being held and are actually conducting interviews and anything like that they're not your run-of-the-mill 1988 guatemalan dishwasher okay no nope. it's it's not the it's not the you know the meek guatemalan dishwasher that came up in 1988 to try to to try Have a to better life for them fam themselves and yeah, their family yeah yeah may, maybe they they did it the wrong way but it's not the same it is like you said it is a massive coalition of military age males by over 70 percent of them who have come from over a hundred countries, okay? A fraction of those countries, Latin countries. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, the, the fact that they, the fact that most of these people had to find a way to cross the Atlantic Ocean to then start their journey up is incredible. It's incredible. It's literally an invasion at the southern border. Our military, if we had a sane world, would be down at the border shooting people on sight right now, truthfully. It's an invasion. So here's the 25 states, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, all the way up there by itself, uh, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Here is the map of the United States. The, the red is the United States. <laughs> The rest of it, God only knows what we're dealing with there. Um, and obviously, Texas is in gray. But that's really what the country is right now. I'm glad I'm glad I at least live in one of the right. Oh. and 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 I'll give you I'll trade you Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Idaho for California, Arizona, and New Mexico, right? I mean, like that's I'm, what I, like, like I stand with Texas. Well, that would be great if the southern border were Texas. It's one of four states. Even if Texas plugged this now, 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 if you're a Texan, 
you want to see Texas take care of their own business. That you want not only want to see your entire border plugged up, but you want your interior cleaned out. Uh-huh. And if you're and if you're thinking about sovereignty down the road, if you actually do want to be able to become your own nation one day and secede, I mean, there are all, there are all types of reasons why both temporary and long term for Texas to take care of their own business, but. To, to ignore California, Arizona, and New Mexico is is foolhardy. What's going on in New Mexico, man? I don't know. Th- thankfully, most of New Mexico's southern border is on top of Texas because th- that, that's actually the shortest of all of the... If, if Arizona got on board, if we didn't have... Katie we didn't have that, uh, if we didn't have the usurper in there uh-huh. in Arizona, Katie Hobbs and all that stuff, then you look at California... And and eh. New Mexico's border, and they're they're not they're not that big. California is a a damn mess. They're giving away free health care to everyone who comes up through there. Exactly. You want to talk about where the real dinner bells being rung? I I just you know it's one of those things where you know it's happening, but I've, they're talking again about a two point five mile stretch. That's at contention in, in contention here. And I played a video about people who were purposefully going over there, even though they knew there was a point of entry they could go to. They were waiting for the national uh, for the, the feds to basically bring them through there. It, it's impossible at this point to not think this is obviously being in, orchestrated from the federal government from the inside. And then you have to start tra- start asking yourself why. So what's going to happen now? Frank, like what I think, I think you're right. What you said, if they're really serious, there will be some financial strings pulled at this point. Like what would happen to the federal government if all these states declared independence from their financial bounds? Well, I, I mean, there's two things that would you, you'd have to approach that from what would the, if all things were equal, what would happen to them? And what would what would these people do as, you know, being what would their response as criminal as a criminal cartel be? Uh, because if the states just simply did, the states have all the power. They have the Constitution on the, on their side. The Constitution has not been proper. I don't care how many laws, how many illegal laws have been have been passed that you can go to any number of founding fathers that would say Alexander Hamilton chief among them. And he's, uh, you know, a, a big government guy compared to uh, most of his, his uh, peers at the time. But he even said um, any, any law that is passed by Congress that is in direct contravention of the, of the constitution. Is, is... No, there's, there's, it's, it's void. Yep. It, there's, it has no authority in it. So we are, we are in a in a situation here where the states have all the power. If we wanted to get all our proper political uh, distance between ourselves and federal government, we can simply ignore, ignore the, laws. the courts, ignore the laws. We would pretty, but you, you can't do that without financial autonomy. Well, maybe these these states should get together for a financial pipeline between them, and you know, people should pass some laws locally or resolutions to send money where it's needed and they can all pull together like a charity. You know what? There, there might be, there might be something that can happen there. I don't know about, uh, about, I don't know the ins and outs of that. All I do know is that if it's about the, the federal government, it would be very, very easy and they would have nothing to do but to, to sit on their thumb right up there in, uh, in DC because, 
compared to what the states can marshal, the federal workforce and the, and federal agents and all that stuff, they really don't have anything. They don't have anything compared to the national guard. Are they going to are they going to send the the federal military in to fight the the national guards of these states? Well, you look at what has been done in the past. You look at you you look at how the the, the military had been deployed to integrate schools in the south. The things that have been done over the years to teach people about a, what they what is supposed appropriate response for federal overreach, uh, including the civil war itself. I mean, when people are like, oh, it's secession, it's secession, secession, the, the, the issue of peaceful legal secession, which is as, I, that, that, that was settled illegally through blood bloodshed over 150 years ago. What do you think you're going to be able to do legally and, and peacefully now? There, there's actually been a movement for a quite a long time called Texit. Texas secession movement. Um, it, it gained some steam. I haven't really looked into it too much, but I've here. Texas secessionist group takes Texas fight to district court. They're doing a lot of weird stuff. I haven't really looked into it, but they're, they're trying like desperately to get Texas to secede. Well, if you're if you're Texas or if you're South Carolina or anywhere else and you have to secede, like I said last night, think about the things that you have to have lined up immediately. All right. Aside from there being a referendum, you are immediately going to be cut off. You're probably not going to be able to um, anytime soon negotiate a good international trade deal with the United States. They're probably going to embargo you like Cuba. Mm. Uh, who knows what they are able to do as far as sanctions with all of their friends around the world. But uh, Texas would have to join BRICS right away, have to start talking to uh, South American countries. And I mean, you, you think about all the things that we take for granted with the United States. Electric, the, the power grid, they could cut that. You know, there's a there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, there's legitimate things that the United States government is supposed to do. And one of those things is to be a and essentially a collective bargaining bargaining agency on our behalf on an international stage. Uh, Texas would have to create a diplomatic core for international relations immediately. And yeah, because think about the risk that would open up for, for invasion from a foreign country. Right. I mean, I mean, it's already it, happening, actually. What am I saying? I know it is. <laughs> but, but these are the things that the little mental exercises. Do you think about what it actually takes to be? an independent foreign nation and especially when you have to first fight for independence especially when you know that it's not going to be easy as a line item vote it's not going to be that easy because that's been tried before in the united states and a million people died <laughs> it's just you know so um it, oh, they it, have their own power grid yeah it has to connect to somewhere no it's everything is self-sufficient. Every bit of power in Texas is self-sufficient. Well, they definitely have they have a really great energy sector out there. Well, yeah, but they'd be a they'd be a, a an oil a competitive oil um dealer in the world. That would be that no doubt about that. Well, I mean, Putin just claimed back Alaska, so maybe they can team up and figure something out. Putin would have to buy that back. We bought Alaska fair and square. <laughs> so, 
Alaska Alaska's in the Red Coalition, by the way. I know. I saw that. Alaska also has... I was very surprised by this because last night I looked into the um, the percentage of state budgets that are subsidized by the federal government, and Alaska is way up there. I think over 30% of their state spending. Really? Is I think so. Um, what about where's South Carolina on that list? Hold on. Let me let me look. It was I'm like curious. a 20. You do whatever. Let me look for that list from last night again. Former FBI top-level FBI people who are retired now. Kevin Brock, who was the assistant director, director of uh, intelligence, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the principal deputy director. And Chris Swecker, who was the assistant director of the Criminal Investigative Division, wrote a letter talking about the threat of the demographics of those covering, coming in, and what they're coming here to do, especially in light of Hamas, etc., um, they say it is stark to say so, but having a large number of young males now within our borders who could begin attacking gatherings of unarmed citizens in imitation of October 7th and at the behest of a foreign terror group must be considered a distinct possibility. We would be remiss not to call out this potentially grave threat in the most direct terms. The warning lights are blinking. Hmm. So, um, and then there's John Fetterman who I think he's doing better than Oz would even do to be truthful with you. Okay. Let me ask you about this. How is it possible for somebody to, because I, I don't, I don't follow everything he says, but every once in a while in the last three months, I feel like he said a small handful of things that was coherent and actually reasonable. (laughs) And I, and, and, and and the way that he delivered it. Yeah. Like a different person. How the hell does somebody this late in the game after a stroke when he couldn't even speak? Exactly. He could not think. And after, you know, if you know anybody who's ever had a stroke that have had to rehab, if you don't get 100 percent back quick, then you are usually working with some kind of a deficit for the rest of your life. There is a point of no return. In my estimation, he was already there. (laughs) I don't know where the cognitive. The cognitive, uh, what, what happened? How was he cognitively repl- repaired like this? I don't know. Here's what he has to say. Let's, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know how he's voted. I haven't looked at how he's voted, but what's coming out of his mouth is very different and very coherent. We were making fun of him sitting there trying to chair a meeting, not even six months ago. Well, I wouldn't say we were making fun, but we were mocking flabbergasted at at what kind of a a circus it it had been. I felt bad for him and everybody yelled at me saying you shouldn't feel bad for him. He's evil. And I always have that weird. Well, I didn't know him prior to. And that's what people, people from Pennsylvania are like, no, dude, this guy's a scumbag. But I didn't know him prior to. All I saw is a disabled man, you know, being pushed through a political process that would be grueling to anybody who's healthy. Mm -hmm. I said, this is, this is messed up, man. It, It was like, sideshow freak shit and now all of a sudden i was mocking the dude who couldn't get a sentence out of his mouth i was i'm sorry i was i'm like this is absolutely ridiculous how could this man be sitting here in in the senate first of all not only that but how could his family let this happen to him and put him through this but here he is look oh here we go i'm going to err on the side of more 
freedom and personal choices of those kinds of things. And I made that same argument when I wanted to legalize marijuana. Like, and you know, half more than half a million Americans die every year from smoking and t tobacco, uh, or you know, tens and tens of thousands die from alcohol. And I think there's bigger issues to address than than that product. So it was I, about the I legalization. I would never in, uh, support snuff or chewing tobacco, but it's available. It's about the legalization of marijuana. Now you can argue that topic if you want, but. Is, is he a libertarian all of a sudden? Like, what the hell is going on with him? Yeah. I know. It, it, it's it's very weird. It's just one of those things that I, I noticed and I said, what? Why? How, how did this happen? It is very weird. I think, I think that I have to look at his voting record, but something tells me that he wouldn't be, that Oz wouldn't be as outspoken on illegal immigration as, as Fetterman has been. I don't think he would have been. I don't think he would have been as outspoken about sending Ukraine aid anymore as Fetterman has been either. Which is something to behold. Oh, my belly is ringing. Why is Walgreens calling me? Hmm. Your um, belly? My belly. It just growled, which means that I'm in for it today. <laughs> that I'm getting hungry at nine for some reason. It's very weird. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think I might eat early today, to be honest. I've had a... I, I'm... I'm so, I'm so stressed out. It's unreal. Yeah. I I went to, as soon as I got off the air last night, I got rocked with a headache and I don't get headaches. I had to go to bed early. Took I popped some Advil. I went to bed early and I woke, I woke up this morning. I'm kind of like, I don't have a headache anymore, but I'm kind of hung over from it. Mm. I'm so, so stressed out. It's unreal. Why don't you just take the weekend to de-stress and put your toes in some grass? Oh, I'll, I'm taking the weekend. I'm. I can't wait, but what the hell? Am I, I I don't know. I'll. I mean, my my issues are still there. I got to I got to figure it out. I don't know it, what happened, and you told me to stop talking about it before we started the show. Well, it was it was eight thirty. It was eight thirty. So I was just like, let's just get the show started. It's it's mostly technological. It's I I may actually have to call an exorcist. Oh, I have an exorcist I can call. Just to say that I tried everything. Out of nowhere, it just started breaking? Tracy, let me tell you. I have replaced everything, almost everything, except for the webcams in Studio A. I have replaced everything. We're talking thousands. And I, I, can't, I can't plug four webcams into my brand new computer without them glitching and it looks like it looks like the tracking the, there's a tracking problem on an old vhs out of uh, nowhere it just stopped working the, i don't know it's just one thing after another i was having compatibility issues with the old computer which was not that old and which which was just as expensive and um and so i said you know what i can't take this anymore i'm getting a new computer and i'm taking this computer and i'm going to build the new uh music broadcast room around this old computer i'll have it refurbished I said, I, I can do that. I can write it off. It'll be fine. And um, it, I, I haven't, I haven't broadcast from Studio A in two weeks now, and it's probably going to be at least another week. <sighs> Thankfully, it's made me proficient here at home. But uh, still, it's like this, uh, this tech demon is following me around. It's, it's nuts. Is there, a, is there a tech exorcist available? Well, you know what? If they, if you know, an exorcist can drive a demon out of a body, they can drive him out of a computer. No absolutely crazy
Someone Jesus. said John Burke sells some good THC dummy gummies. <laughs> what this is for me? Yeah, to to de-stress you a little bit, you know. I'll, you know, if it, if it gets to that, I'll just roll myself up a J, and everything will be fine. Can Perfect. I can I talk about that for just a second? Hold on. Sure. I have a problem here. Okay, I'm not a marijuana person. I don't do it. I don't. I just don't like it. I don't do it. In South Carolina, I've noticed that. You can't drive around here anymore without somebody in front of you smoking marijuana and the smell is so pungent pungent and potent and terrible that you're like inundated with it. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. It doesn't matter where you're going. And then the other day I was going to get my husband's car. We had to get a new car, obviously. And there was this this person in front of me on the road driving like they were heavily impaired the the smell of of weed wafting from their car i'm like okay wafting, i'm in wafting wafting whatever well i'm just trying to help you out but hey, i get it okay, so okay go ahead <laughs> so, so i come around to try and get away and i look over to my right and it's this like 60 year old woman yeah girl who looks like they should be teaching like a liberal arts class. I'm like, what the f is going on here? Can you guys just do this at home and then go out? Why do you have to do it while you're driving? I don't yeah. want to be around that. I don't want to smell it. I, I just. No, I get it. Listen, it's like it, it's what's then I, I cigarettes anything like that. I, I always have a great deal of uh, consideration for people around me and me personally. It's just, I don't know, if it's a nice spring, summer day, I've got all my work done, something like that. We're on the back porch. It would be a back porch thing and something that, you know, okay, I'm home for the evening. I have a neighbor who has somebody living there that must do it out the bathroom window and the bathroom window faces me. So mm. like my AC unit is right there. So like every once in a while on like a weeknight at like 11 o'clock, I'll be working in my in my in my room. And all of a sudden I get this overpowering stench in my home because this idiot feels the need to smoke in their bathroom and blow it out the window at my house. That's why we have exhaust fans in every new room that we built over here. And we have a kitchen hood, too. So if it's really cold outside, I'll just. Blow it right out the kitchen hood. But well, let me ask you this. Let me let me let me say this. And a couple of people in the chat room have already brought it up. What you witness on the road is that's that's illegal. I know. Even, even if you're a recreational state, you can't be that. That's that's essentially you're driving around drinking hooch. Yes. Well, I mean, you can't do that. Nobody gets pulled over. It never gets. I never see anybody like. I'll, it's really bad. It's not even like it's just like, oh, every once in a while. It's all the time. And me and Will are like, oh, my God. And the kids will be like, oh, there it is. Like, they know the smell of it now. It's gross. Anyway. It's always smelling like pine cones in here. Yeah. You, you know, you know that, uh, that, that Cat Williams, that Cat Williams uh, bit about... When you when you when you uh, you become a parent, you really got to watch your weed consumption around kids. I've never seen it. Oh my god, you got to play that at the end. It's always smelling like pine cones in here. <laughs> what's, um, what's the name of it? Uh, hold on a second. 
Cat Williams pine cones. Wait, no, 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 no. Cat Williams. Uh. I think I found it. Cereal. Eat all the. Hold on. Cat Williams, don't get high and eat all your baby cereal. <laughs> I think that's that's a or insurgent friends. That's it. What he's talking about. Oh, it, it, I think it's the whole thing. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Send it to me. I'll play wait, it right now. It. And then I got something else crazy. Well, no you hear this? Figured it out. All of the government is pimps. That okay. You okay. Okay. So this is actually pretty good because it's a little bit of politics and it's a little bit of uh. It's a little bit of the what I just said right now. You can save it for the end. There's a little bit of cursing in there, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, you know, it's Friday and we're all adults. Hold on a second. I'm going to send it to you on Skype. Okay. What were you saying? I was saying, um, I don't remember what I was saying. I don't have not one insurgent friend. I just, I just, I don't. You don't smoke. No. Nor do I have any desire to. And that's fine if you do. Oh, I had this. <laughs> I'm going to get you real high. No, you're not. I don't ever like to not have control over my thoughts. End of story. So I'm not taking substances of any kind ever. Because I don't like to lose control of my thoughts. They're my thoughts. I want control on them. Thank you. You don't want to lose control of your bowels either. No, I would like to take control of, keep control of them as well. I want to listen to this now. Screw waiting because we'll close, okay. with, we'll close with the brilliant and always, always <laughs> on it, Taylor Lorenz. Oh, oh my God, Taylor Lorenz. I did a little bit of her last night too. Did you really? You did a little Taylor? Oh yeah. She got a good. <laughs> here, here is Kat. Here we go. It's three minutes long. Here we go. Everybody, if you've got your children around, understand. Your children. Your children. Someone said, I, <laughs> I can't read that. You have to be careful with weed. Weed make you notice shit you ain't supposed to notice. Like, I don't even give a fuck about politics no more because I done figured it out. All of the government is pimps. They all pimps because pimps say shit to you and then don't explain it. That's how our government do it. A pimp will have a woman in the car and be like, get out there and suck some dick. We're going to take over all of Stone Mountain. She don't ask no questions. She just, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to do my motherfucking part. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. That's how the fuck our government treat us. Just tell us shit don't make no sense. What the fuck are we still doing in Iraq? Can somebody tell me ain't we killed everybody? That's why I love America. We some goddamn bullies. We don't give a shit. We be on CNN like, say our name, bitch. Say it. Say it three times. Let's see if we don't come over there and kill everybody. You don't believe we gangsters? Tell me what the Iraqi uniform look like. Don't worry, I'll wait. Because you ain't never seen that motherfucker. We ain't killing they army, nigga. We killing them. We over there killing niggas in sweatpants, tank tops, flip-flops, and a cowboy hat. You shouldn't have been talking shit. Our government pimps, they get on the news, they act like we ain't even over there killing real people. They don't never get on the news and say today we killed four men, three women, and two children. They use a word niggas can't readily identify. Today we killed a group of insurgents. <laughs> niggas be at the house like, I don't even know no motherfucking insurgents. <laughs> you can kill all them motherfuckers. I don't have not one insurgent friend. 
weed to help you notice shit like that, but you gotta be careful with this super strong weed because you can't do everything you regularly do. It's easy to get high. It is not easy to get unhigh when your baby walk in the room. There you go. Now you in the house cleaning up shit that don't need to be cleaned. You... Your baby be like, I don't even want nothing no more. Every time it smell like pine cones in here, daddy be tripping. You gotta be careful. If you got kids, you gonna have to cut down on your weed consumption. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's cool to get high. It is not cool to get high and eat up all your baby's cereal. That shit is not cool. You wake up your baby already in the kitchen crying. Just, <sighs> Thank God you woke up, daddy. You remember you would put the cocoa pups on top of the refrigerator and now they not even up there. Now you so embarrassed, you gotta play it off with the nigga. You, Nigga, they damn sure ain't up here. <laughs> Them motherfucking insurgents done come in our houses. <laughs> there you go. Them insurgents taking your cereal. <laughs> what is even happening? <laughs> oh, man. man. So, it's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. That's exciting. There's a thing. There's two things. We can do the fun Sylvester Stallone thing that happened with the kid who came up and knew all the Rocky lines. It was really cute. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Or we can listen to Taylor effing Lorenz and her vocal fry. I am not sure which I'd rather torture myself with. <laughs> the little screaming child or the Taylor <laughs> Let's listen to some Taylor. And let's let's think about the the reason why you force yourself to speak this way. I, I don't under... She doesn't talk this way. This isn't natural. Here. And she's got those crazy eyes. The entire journalism industry is basically in a free fall. Today, the Los uh, Angeles Times laid off 115 employees. employees. They wiped out their entire... They let the employees go. Like, what is that? It's in a free fall. You know... I like how she's covering her massive ears up, too. She's not wearing a mask. I'm surprised about that. I mean, she is insane she's, well because she's immunocompromised <laughs> i can't you have eating which you talked about on the carrie lake clip and i said i knew he was gonna say something about it i knew it i heard that and into my head the first thing i said was oh frank better not listen to this that was the first thing i said it wasn't it wasn't oh my gosh someone is trying to bribe carrie lake it was oh my god frank's gonna lose his shit because he's well here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> I, I I assume bribery is going on all the time. So when I hear this, I'm like, damn. And then I then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm just like, hmm. The eating though. My God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, it's almost making the bribery the secondary crime. <laughs> almost. Almost. I hear the bag crumple, whatever it is. I said, oh no. I'm like, she's about to crunch and Frank's gonna lose his mind. What is she eating? It sounds like a chicken Caesar salad. Did, it sounds like she. Oh, that's a that's a crouton. It was like she, a. I think uh, it was a carrot or something. Honestly, I don't know. But did you see the other thing that got me over? Listen, I don't know what's going on or why everyone's angry at each other. But there was an argument between. I we can't even listen to Taylor anymore. It's too late. But there was an argument between Dan Bongino and Michael Savage. Did you see this? 
What another recent one? Yes, just the other day on Twitter. Oh, because I because I listen. I, I I've been a fan of Savage over the years. I used to love listening to him when he was on WABC and um uh, well like years ago. I don't know. Matt got me into him probably around 2015 or 2016, and you know there's things that I have. I have the opinions about Savage, uh, critical, but he really stepped in it when he, 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 what he, how he acted around the death of Rush uh, Limbaugh was really r r ridiculous. It was terrible. And the it only was, reason why I thought of him was because of the eating, because he was the first person that you, you told us all about the eating on the show and, and all that crap. And so I, my brain just automatically connected to him, given that he's in the news and Bongino laid into yeah. him that was a couple of years ago to no, just the other day about rush again no well it came up in conversation but it okay. was i guess savage called out hannity bongino someone else like as being like former inside guys that are now trying to pretend like they're for the people i guess the theme of it was okay and i mean dan bongino came back with a string of expletives like with the wrong guy you motherfucker blah 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 like it was it was hard like go look at it i was like really yeah it, was this on an official episode no it's on twitter they did it in hold a on. thread against each other it was like yeah. hold on a second uh savage i still try to get savage on the show every once in a while well he might come on now because he yeah, needs some. he's like let's on. see how x likes this little argument and no. then yeah, and then all the people that don't like Bongino for their own reasons came in saying, you're assaulting an 80-year-old man, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, mm, well, I mean. I mean, if you get into a fight, you get into a fight. Let's see, where the hell is it? I don't even know what the, besides the rush thing, what the background is with them or if they have history. I don't know. I'm not getting involved by any stretch or declaring a winner or a loser. But it was hardcore, like Siri. I'm like, whoa, this is getting heated. Do you see it? Let's see. Oh, I see it. You see, I it? see it? Deep State, the only well-distributed conservative radio talkers are A, a former Secret Service agent, two, a former Justice Department lawyer, three, a narcissistic blowhard who earns a CIA pin, uh, who wears a CIA pin and tells everyone how tough he is do the math they rolled you uh, well I, he he's always with uh with hannity he always called hannity the uh, the house painter well because you uh and well, i don't know but mm. do you see the bongino response yeah you're fucking with the wrong guy you piece of shit very classy let's see what x thinks of your hatred um f you you chump Remember when you tried to get me on your show and I told you no because you're a loser. That was great. Oh, oh. Hello, my name is Doug Lynn. I'm the producer for Savage Nation, nationally syndicated, over 220 stations. We're trying to get Bongino. Okay, let me know if you're interested. Producer. Wow. Uh, after you are gone, nobody will remember one word said by you, said Michael. My legacy is established. My work is in major libraries and museums. Uh, he's all uh, uh, he, that email was sent by Doug many years back. Wow, you sucked so bad that your only claim to fame in this business is that you you're a major dick with no friends. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> I'm, uh, now people are jumping in on it. 
Uh, it was insane. Is, but but listen, Michael Sa I Michael Savage with uh, with Rush Limbaugh when he was dying was was awful. He basically now, said, "Stop whining on air about it. Stop talking to your listeners about your cancer, and you know, suck it stop, up and stop crying about." is cancer on air worst 15 minutes in radio history spilled a large coffee all over the counter and floor i promise my audience i will never drag you down with me best wishes to rush but stop this and leave the stage with dignity um to be able to in to to embrace your audience for the last times to to contemplate your end to be human i mean that it, it, it's it's savage's jealousy comes through a lot mm -hmm. He is a very for as for as accomplished as he is, and as accomplished as he tells people, he re keeps reminding people he is. He is very jealous um, that he's not more relevant, even when he was still on 220 stations. You know, now he's just doing podcasting and, and live streaming primarily. Wasn't he like 80 something? He's close to 80. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'll tell you, I I had I've had such a wonderful time listening to his show over the years. And there's still some amazing uh, compilations of him just destroying liberal callers and stuff that are are, are just classic because the the emotion was raw. It was it was just a lot of fun. It was great radio, but but there are always times that I'm just like, my God, man, this this is so unbecoming. Mm -hmm. He's the guy is dying and he's it, he's taking a giant dump all over him somehow. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Well, that's it for us today, Frank. It was a great Friday show. I hope you get a nice, relaxing weekend. Some salute. You know what would be good for me? Some solutions. That's it. If I if I if I if I'm able to solve a couple of problems, it would be as good as a weeks long nap. At well, this point, we'll we'll send some we'll send some solving energy your way, and hopefully today will be the day. Um, <laughs> you have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast. Uh, you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time live on Get a Rumble and X. Ah, little Aurora. Or you can hear us audio only 2.30 Eastern Time streaming on all podcasting platforms. We will be back where I will anyway on Monday. Just give me a later. Aurora, say later. Here, come over here and say later. Come here. Later. <laughs> say louder. Say Later. Later. Yeah, there's my lamb-eating girl. She's loved me being home. For all the problems that I've had technologically, this one has loved me being home. I can only imagine. See you Say guys. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>